It's another free agent Friday on the bullpen, and D'Amico Ryans was a linebacker, so we're going to talk about linebackers. All that and more on this edition of the bullpen. And welcome to this edition of the bullpen. I am James Roy. As always, with me is Tom Chavaria. And Tom, we're here to talk linebackers. But before we talk linebackers, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm just ready to know where guys are going to go. And until then, we'll just talk about it. I feel like both. So with both of us with our military background are familiar with the term "hurry up and wait." I feel like we're at that point where like the season's over and now we're like, okay, hurry up and get to this. And then we're going to wait and then hurry up and okay, and then we're going to wait. So I, I mean, it's been one Sunday without football and I'm already ready for the next thing. I'm hurry. I'm, we're, we've been doing mock draft and free, and free agent content for like the past couple weeks. We're already in it. We're, we're, we're begging for time to pass quicker so that we can have more to talk about than just the potential and, and, and what could happen and know what is happening so that we can know what direction the Texans are going in. No matter what, that direction is up, in my opinion. But today we're here to talk about linebackers. D'Amico has you know, already done wonders with Christian Harris. I think that the veterans that the Texans signed this past offseason um, definitely fit the role that they were asked to play. Um, and what D'Amico did with Blake Cashman... Uh, with Denzel Perryman and, and all the, the rotating cast, even Henry Toa Toa at, at points getting his playtime. Um, it's been amazing to see. And so I, I guess my first question for you is, is when you look at this linebacker room, do you think the Texans need to make a big splash signing or, or draft really high? Or do you think that because of what D'Amico is as a coach that the Texans can Maybe, you know, expect to find a guy later in the draft, maybe do like a Fred Warner type thing, get a fourth round pick and and make it shake. For me, really, I look at D'Amico and what he's always said about how he loves to coach guys up, how he loves to be the teacher and have that sort of element. And what better position to teach than when he played as a pro. So I could absolutely see him go and draft a guy to mold in his image, you know, like Christian Harris, like Henry Toa Toa, and go that route. However, there may be one of these names on this list that just catches his eye, something that he's like, man, I could be great with that guy right away, and we'll break it down. I I think that, so I don't know if talent is necessarily the thing we're looking at here, uh, more so than like fit or like, as a person like locker room fit because i think that that what people overlook with the texans linebacking room is what denzel perryman brought from like a a dog mentality you know veteran guy who who has been known to be you know he's he's been an all pro he's he's brought that veteran presence that kind of gave the guys around him something to feed off of and and gave you know D'Amico his man in the room that he knew was like ready to to be that mentor and then you know so D'Amico doesn't have to be like how do I put it? I mean, you know, he was a player, so a lot of players have respect for him, but he doesn't have to act like he's still a player to, like, mentor these guys. He's got his man in the room, and he can, like, motivate them from a coaching perspective still. But he knows where they've been, right? 
So I, I think that it's something that we're not really going to be able to see as people who are just looking at names on a sheet and like stats. Um, we might see it if we like watch film and see like, like I, I mentioned it a couple times, but Harris County um, early on in the season against the Steelers was like, you know, uh, who was it? Deontay, uh, was it Deontay Johnson or George Pickens was like complaining about a call or a hit that Chris, uh, Christian Harris made early uh, to the refs. And he just kind of like had that attitude about him, like turned away, like a cry about it. Okay. Like that, like dog mentality, like, dude, this is a game. And like, you're, you're complaining about that. Like you're not ready to play this game with me because that's not, that's not what I'm about. And so that's something that it's going to be hard for us to see unless you're, you know, some guys, maybe you're doing a deep dive on film on free agents and they're seeing that play out on the field. But I, like I said, it's going to be hard for us to see it. But with that in mind, um, let's just kind of take a look at the list of free agents that are available. Um, we're, we're looking at sport track. Um, and this is guys who have expiring contracts, um, going to be free agents this year. Top of the list is Devin White. It's been a name that's been brought up. I heard someone say he's too old, which is interesting because that's not the case. He's 26 years old. Maybe they were meant someone else. Maybe I, they might've meant like, ah, no, not even Devin. They, I don't know who they were talking about because there's none of the Devons on this list that I can see are over the age of 26, but ha- had a good go of it in Tampa Bay. I think there was a lot of buzz about possibly pushing for him. There's been buzz around him in the Texans fan base since before the Texans played meaningful football um, this past season. So I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot of people think that the Texans should make a push for him. Um, I, I'm wondering what his market value is and and how he would fit scheme wise but i mean do you have anything to say when it comes to devin white i don't know i think at 26 i think you're getting him probably in the sort of prime i think that's a that's a good spot i feel like if you're they're either going to have one or two methods of thought right they're either going to try to find a guy that is in the prime of his career that they can sign to a long term deal kind of solidify that linebacking core or they're going to do like they did with Denzel Perryman and find a guy that's probably on the tail end that they can get in there for a year or two and just kind of like keep keep the ball rolling until they until they draft that next young stud. Yeah, I, I could see that. And I also I had mine set wrong. It was just at inside linebackers, so I've set it to linebackers. And so at the top of the list is Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter, um, what the I want to say he wasn't like the sack leader last year, but he was up there. Him and Josh Allen are both on this list as free agents this year. Um, and I, man, I there's some people saying should we get you know I, I I'm I'm not fully sure Daniel Hunter is an outside linebacker. I think they're listing him as that when he's really like a, a D line edge. I don't know how they they list this, but we can get into a discussion on him. I mean, what he did in Minnesota was impressive. Um, <clears throat> I think that he has comparable value, maybe a little more value, um, or I guess his age kind of puts him in a comparable, uh, value space to like a Jonathan Grenard. So the question was asked if, if you had to choose between the two at the same price, who would you rather pick up? I mean, I don't know. Who are you looking at between those two? If, if they're, if the money's the same, I'm bringing John Grenard back. Um, the guy that I would look at, but see the, my argument and and I, I had it on Twitter earlier today because people people feel that John Grenard kind of like, hey, that's the guy they should focus on bringing back. And I'm kind of like, well, 
maybe if I'm going to spend $20 million on an edge, on an edge guy, um, Josh Allen's going to be probably $23 million. What sports track says his market value is. And I know that I know it's not the same position, but I mean, as far as a guy that can impact the game at a similar clip, if I'm going to spend $20 million on John Grenard or $23 million on Josh Allen, give me Josh Allen. That's a game wrecker. I don't, I mean, I mean, both games the Texans played against Jacksonville, Josh Allen was in the backfield all game. So give me that guy. So that's, that's where I'm torn. Nothing against what John Grenard did, nothing against the player that he is. Definitely a talent, but the price tag that he's going to command is just going to make me wonder can I find an elite dude? Because he's getting, at that point, he's getting elite money. Can I find an elite dude who's just a tier, just a, a inch better, you know? Than John Grenard because, I mean, there's there's just guys out there that are you know freaks of nature, and um, while I like John Grenard, do I think he's a superstar game wrecker edge rusher? Like, do I do I even see him better than Will, uh, Will Anderson Jr.? No. So if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I need him to be that guy. I, I I'm not I'm not upset with him going to get his bag. Absolutely. Do what you got to do to maximize your earning potential because the NFL stands for not for long. So players got to go get it. I understand that 100%. But as the Texans, the best thing they can do right now is maximize the window that they have not paying their star quarterback and their star edge rusher by getting it right on other positions. And I, and I feel like a linebacker, if they're going to do that, go get you a stud like Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, at the same price, I think that that's the case. I don't know if the Jaguars let him walk. Oh, I, yeah. I couldn't imagine they do, especially since they view themselves as contenders for the AFC South. Now, whether or not that's the case, I'm not going to say one way or another. I mean, it really depends on the moves that the Jaguars make this offseason because I think that, that they are in a good spot. I mean, they, they just need to get the best out of Trevor Lawrence. So the moves they make regarding that situation are really going to be telling as to how they how they do, you know, contending wise, but that defense has has been pretty solid. So I'm not going to act like they have any reason to let Josh Allen walk. So and that's Josh Allen the linebacker. Not that I needed to clarify, but I just, just still think it's really funny that Josh Allen is both a linebacker and a quarterback in the NFL. Um ooh, excuse me. Um looking at this, so once again, Daniel Hunter is listed as a linebacker Jonathan Grenard is listed as a defensive end, and I, I think that falls under the same debate that's been had where like the tag number for each position is significantly different. And I and um I'm because I, I've heard Daniel Hunter brought up in similar conversations to Jonathan Grenard. So I'm 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 confused by that just a little bit. But we'll move on and look at let's see Leonard Floyd. Knew about him in uh in LA when he played for the Rams. Had a solid go of it at outside linebacker. Not quite sure he's someone. Now, here's one to talk about. Josie Jewell. Josie Jewell, if for those of you who don't remember, um, when C.J. Stroud was had the stand-on-business game um, and he had that linebacker get up in his face, that was Josie Jewell. And C.J. you know, stood up to him and said, Hey, man, I'm a man. I'm here. What are you going to do about it? Quickly got pulled away because his teammates are smart and understand that C.J. is worth more than a confrontation with a linebacker, but 
What do you what do you make of Josie Joy? He's he's an inside linebacker, and I and I think that brings up the the deeper point. And I and I think I'm going to shift a filter back to inside linebackers because that's really the discussion to be had. Is that uh, Denzel Perryman is in that category? He's a free agent, 31 years old, and so you've got guys like Patrick Queen, really young. You've got you know Josie Jewell, all these guys all over the the spectrum. Realistically, looking at them as how they would fit as a replacement for Denzel Perryman if they were signed over him. I mean, and this is an upgrade as far as like he's a couple years younger. Um, I'd be interesting to see what kind of system. You know, he's been in as far as, you know, the diff- different defenses he's played for. And will that line up with what the Texans are trying to do? It's not the sexy move I would want. Uh, Sports Track has the average annual salary for him at $7.6 million, which that's a number I can get behind because uh, it's not, you know, 20, 15, 20 million that, you know, some of the premier guys, it's not $23 million, what Sports Track says Josh Allen should get. Um, it'll just be interesting. I feel like there's probably some other names you could probably get your hands on that are probably going to be a little cheaper, a little younger. And that's probably where I think Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans would go. It'll just be if, – if that price comes down and, and he comes out, and you know, CJ, my bad, I'm sure that could work out. I mean, it's, it's so with the cap the way it is and with the positions that need to be filled, I just don't know. Like, I'm looking, there's a lot of people that are like, Patrick Queen, come out to Houston. And I looked at his, and I, you click on his market value, it's $18.5 million. And I'm thinking to myself, the the cap number is around 70. If we round down to 60 for simplicity, it's close. that's close to a third of the cap. It's really closer to like a quarter of the cap spent on a position that very easily could be developed or could be found serviceable elsewhere um and you could probably distribute that money a little better into into helping cj out and or maybe like i feel like linebackers a position where you could really go into like the second and third round of the draft find a guy that that you really like even the fourth round um and you could find a guy that that d'amico really likes that he thinks he could develop that he sees it in um and so to drop that kind of money on this position to me is is an interesting sight to see they're not showing the market value for Denzel Perryman, but how would you feel about bringing Denzel Perryman back and drafting a young linebacker? Obviously, that's that's not if if his number's not going to be seven point six, then absolutely, I think Denzel Perryman would come back. No state tax. Clearly, everybody loves to play for D'Amico, so if you can get him at a very very uh, hometown ish deal friendly type contract. Absolutely. That's a guy familiar with the system clearly wouldn't have to learn anything. And, uh, you just kind of keep conducting business. I don't know that he'll get, um, I don't know that they'll look in that direction. I don't know that he'll get a call from the Texans. I think they'll probably try to get younger and I don't have a problem with that either. Yeah, I don't have a problem with getting younger. And so when we look at the numbers and we sort it by age, the, some of the younger line, that literally the youngest inside linebacker that's a free agent is Patrick Queen. His market value sits at $18.5 million. Um, you go up, you get Devin Bush, um, Willie Gay. Willie Gay from uh, 
the Chiefs is would likely command seven million, so less than half. And I mean, looking at what the Chiefs did in basically using their defense more so than what you know, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, so he's always going to play a factor. But in this year, it's not you can't really deny the fact that the Chiefs played great defense, and Willie Gay Jr. was a part of that. So I'd be interested to see if if that's the number, if they maybe bring him in to be that you know veteran middle linebacker uh, that see or that uh, D'Amico leans on in that room. But overall, I mean, looking at the linebackers that are available, they either like they don't move the needle from like a perspective, like for what they cost, they don't move the needle, or they cost so much that like you have to think, can we get a comparable talent for less? And so I guess that's my, my – and it'd be different if D'Amico wasn't the head coach. If I didn't have a lot of faith in the Texans' ability to develop a linebacker, to find a guy like a Blake Cashman and, you know, bring him in and, and make him, you know, find what he has and, and utilize it. Um, I mean, I – and that's the other thing, too, is that Blake Cashman's also a free agent. So if they did not bring back Blake Cashman or Denzel Perryman, how do you shore up that linebacker room? I'd say a lot of it happens in the draft. And then I, th- I think that, to me, if you're really looking to spend money on the linebacker position, if Willie Gay Jr. can be had at $7 million, I might step out on a limb and make that deal. But like the the pa- Patrick Queen at $18.5 mil seems, seems steep to me for what you would get from him at that position. But I don't know. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I agree. A name that I'm looking at, just kind of scrolling through this list, that's kind of intriguing to me, a combination of young on a potential cheap deal that could be coached up, that played a lot of football last season, is Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from the Chargers. He's 25. He played 15 games, uh, almost 1,000 snaps, 968 snaps, had 107 tackles, three sacks, and four QB hits. His market value is $4.3 million. I feel like that's a name, somebody that could go kind of replace uh, Denzel with somebody with some experience, similar money, and just still be young enough to be coached up. Maybe a two-year prove-it-ish deal. And uh, I, that's a move I could see Nick Casario making. No, yeah. I mean, 100%. Um, oh, goodness. I'm having trouble finding him on here. Where do you, where, how do you have him on there? Uh, I did it by age and started from uh, – the, the short end of the spectrum. Mm. And he's like the seventh one. He's the third market value guy. Okay. It's not popping up for me. I might, I might have my, uh, you know, click on, click on age. And then you what do you have the, as your position for oh, just linebacker, out. just linebacker. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's, that's what's getting me messed up. Um, oh, wow. Cause I feel like, I feel like inside linebacker is, Christian Harris and Henry Toto. I just do. I don't know why yeah. I do. I just feel like that's them. And then you're looking for either one of the outside guys. That's that's just me. I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, that makes sense. So, yeah, with that in mind, I think that that could be a good pickup. But once again, I don't know. I feel like they might might just as soon rather approach the position in the draft. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on linebacker in free agency? I just feel like the Texans aren't going to spend a ton of money here. I think that we've talked about running back. I feel like that's a position that could that, that could be addressed. 
There, there's definitely the edge rusher position that should be addressed in some form or fashion. And then you look at corner, uh, one of the one of those things, or a secondary, I should say, whether it be safety corner, could be also looked at. And of all of those things I listed, I feel like linebacker is more likely to be drafted just because of D'Amico Ryan's ability to speak to linebackers in, you know, to coach up linebackers. So if I'm looking at free agent moves for a linebacker, it's probably going to be something on the cheap, maybe somebody with a lot of upside that, that that's raw that can be coached, or something on the cheap, somebody that's a veteran on the end that can kind of, you know, that's been through the wars that D'Amico can go, like, look, I just want to get the last bit out of you a la Denzel Perryman. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Okay. Um, so then I, I agree with you that Kenneth Murray probably makes sense. What's Kenneth Murray's market value? 4.3. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a sensible signing you'd be looking at probably like a little more of a premium player than like, say what Blake Cashman was when the Texans approached him. But at, at, at to that same extent, yeah, I see your point there. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't really have much more to say about linebacker. The Texans are looking pretty all right at that position, even with who's departing. It's I feel like it's more about replacing it in the draft. Um, the the development of Christian Harris has been a huge piece to that. So I mean, I, yeah, and that we've talked about that Christian Harris going from you know at the beginning of the season I was kind of like, is this really is, is he ready? To like, oh, he's ready, and he's ready also to be named like after the county of Harris County, is just a whole other thing. But with that in mind, th- this has been Free Agent Friday. We, you know, a little bit of a short episode, you know, we spent a lot of time. You guys got a really long one from us earlier in the week. So, you know, that's, that's what you get. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm James Roy. You can find me on social media M one Texans fan. Tom is at third coast. Tom. He's also on Instagram at TC, uh, TC Tom one. And so you can find him on there. Um, and stay tuned for more off season content from us. If you, if you much like us are thinking, wow, this is, you know, first Sunday without football, just having a rough go of it. You, you can talk ball with us, hop in. We got the, uh, the bullpen discord. If you're looking to get involved with some fantasy football, we're, we're rolling that out right now. Uh, kind of getting the, uh, getting the ball rolling on setting up a dynasty league and, and other things of the like. So t- tune in link in the bio on all my social media. And then Tom can redirect you to my social media to find the information there. So link in the bio of my social media to come. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in for this free agent Friday from the bullpen. As always stay classy, Houston and vamos Texans. Thanks for tuning into the bullpen, a Texans podcast, part of the fans first sports network. Please like, comment, subscribe, and follow along for more Texans talk from the bullpen. Take the hand up. Stroud.